0: Unstoppable You with Unstoppable Tracy, host of the Today Show, in Halton Region on Kojiko Your TV, and host of Unstoppable You on Roku. I am so excited that my guest today Patricia Geigich is a Canadian artist, award-winning internationally around the world. She is also an author. She is also chief visionary officer with Help Heal Humanity, and she is CFO of Hamilton Vein Clinic, as, and, and she is a member, and she is part of the International Women's Forum. She is in the top 100, and she's a Lifetime Achievement Award winner in 2020 with the Universal Women's Network. So many pieces of the puzzle. This unstoppable woman is definitely going to share some great tips and chicks and awe-inspiring moments with her art and her Difference Maker initiatives. Please stay tuned right after the message. For Patricia Geigich, I am Unstoppable Tracy with Unstoppable You, host of the Today Show and on Roku. Would you
1: like to donate to our employment programs? Please follow the link below to donate through PayPal. All proceeds go to our programs. My name is Julia Rimaldi. Please come join us on the Disability Channel. Please stay tuned. We have amazing guests.
0: Welcome to TDC with Unstoppable Tracy and Patricia Geigich on Unstoppable You and Your TV, Kojiko and Roku, a live streaming platform around the world. And so because we have Halton local folk, we have Hamilton resident Patricia Geigich and we also have international folk listening in and we have an international award winner. There are so many pieces of the puzzle that I am excited to put together with Patricia today. Welcome, Patricia.
1: Hi, Tracy. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to be here with you. Congratulations on some of that recent media with your international award-winning art. Will you tell our listeners a bit more about your art?
1: Yeah. So, well, it's actually been quite a an interesting time. Uh, a few years ago, yes, I was the, um, I actually was awarded the gold medal at the Salon National Beaux-Arts event at the Carousel de Louvre in Paris. Oh, so, and it was amazing, Tracy, I'm the first female um, photographer in the photography category Canadian to win the award. So I'm, you know, it was very exceptional and um, the piece was called The Path, and uh, just a black and white photograph, but I, I was pretty shocked. And then, you know, in between that, there's several other awards that I received in um, Italy, and then part of the Ambassadors of Art uh, with Dr. Franco-Russo. And then um, I guess the, the coolest thing is that the Academic Society Art Sciences and Letters in Paris awarded me a silver medal a couple years ago and now because of COVID I wasn't able to go and they delayed the award but I'm receiving the pewter medal in um, this year. If it happens I can be in Paris in October but they haven't confirmed yet that they're still doing it so yeah it's been like a a real whirlwind.
0: (laughs) A whirlwind of a journey and we're going to do our best to overlay some of your artwork of all these awards and 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 for people to see your style but for our viewers with vision loss can you describe what your style is for them yeah so
1: I I have this um I've I've been really fortunate since 1999 um I have had a mentor in in France in Savoyon and Mont Ventoux and he's um an artist who has dedicated his entire life to, you know, only doing art, and his name is Dragon Dragique, and uh, I was the, probably I am the only person in his life that he's ever had this length of time, a female Canadian for sure only, so I've been his protege, nice. uh, and it's, yeah, it's the Matisse palette, um, you know, combined with his and and my own, you know, shifts and changes in it. But my work is very etheric. It's very, um, I I sort of feel as if it's a landscape of the mind. It's transcendental realism. I like to approach things in a very abstract way. But at the same time, I I try to paint something that is unrecognizable, even though you think it might be a landscape or you see something in it. But it allows you to sort of go to that place of um, a clearing in your mind where you you have to seek out and find the aspects of the work that you resonate with. And and um, maybe sometimes it's a bit of a discomfort. And in that discomfort, you find, um, you know, I, I always call it this complex simplicity where it, it looks easy and you think you're gonna get to it, but it takes, it takes some work. And that's why I like, you know, using art as, um, vehicle for people for transitioning or transforming their lives
0: yes i mean and even the way you verbally describe it already invites us to listen and (laughs) feel and stretch in that discomfort Mm -hmm. feel more capable and able and 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 in touch with the world because of what you're inviting and and people will see that from some of the pictures we might be flashing But And you honor your mentor and that he's completely an artist in his 100% of his time. But I think what I respect about you, and maybe it's where you tap into some of the feelings that you evoke in your artwork, but you are also an author, also chief visionary officer with Help Heal Humanity, and also a CFO in Hamilton, Vane Clinic i mean and and that's not even half of it. these are just some of your your reality time fillers that's right. going on in your life. Can you tell us a little bit more about let's start with help heal humanity
1: yes the you know myself i'm a very left side right side person yeah. um definitely yeah. But, yeah the um my whole life i've always felt. Uh, to be in servitude. And, you know, from early pinnings, years and years and years of donating my time and effort and money and help and whatnot. So back in 2006, though, I had an opportunity to assist in the building of the first library in Angkor Wat in Siem Rip, Cambodia. And in 2007, after the completion of the library, I, I flew to Cambodia. And that's where I realized that this this was a super important part of the world and the story of you know how it came to be is is it's just it's raw because of um Pol Pot and the entire Khmer Rouge regime and the um basically the Buddhists the monks and and whatnot were not able to um they had to hide the books so they weren't burned during the early 70s when this happened so they buried them underground in the stupas, in the cemeteries. So then fast forward 25 years later, Master Kawan, who's one of the um, gatekeepers of Angkor Wat, uh, and for five generations in his family, he decided the time had come for him to take the teachings, these folklore and Cambodian folklore, the teachings out and rewrite them on wreaths, and then be able to have them to serve, you know, the future. Um, But the government wanted to shut down the little area because it's such an eyesore um, and UNESCO was going in to refurbish, you know, all the sandstone structures in Angkor. And he thought, if I build a library, if I just build a place that I can house this and make it work, um, maybe they won't shut us down and they won't send him away to Phnom Penh, where he would yeah. have to spend the rest of his time in a in a, in a monastery. And my friend Kathy happened to be there, honestly, like that minute when it was all taking place. And she called me and she said, Patricia, I need $5,000. And I said, oh my gosh, are you in trouble? She goes, no, you're building a library. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I sent the money. And again, as I said, I went there. And then once I was on the ground and I realized what was actually needed, then I really dug my heels in and we participated in Uh, building a school, uh, they had a small orphanage there, then we built a school for the monks and the nuns, and then, uh, you know, so fast track again, in another area in Buyang Miala, where it had been completely isolated, this village, because of landmines. They had finally opened up the area, and Master Kawan said, you know, there's 45 children, actually 70 children who have never seen a book, a pen or a pencil, they've been isolated and we wanna bring them the opportunity to, to change their lives, will you help us? So that, that happened. So another um, segment of this was that my friend, Serena Buffalino had actually at the time of the Haiti earthquake uh, with her students decided they would build a school in Cite Soleil. So after a decade, she had that up and running. And when we connected, we decided that we would put our, you know, our works together and, and bring education and with COVID, it's turned into food insecurities and insufficiencies, and feeding the homeless, going into the tents in Toronto and Hamilton, and the encampments. So we took a little bit of a shift, but we're still working really hard to bring program, you know, to the small places. Um, alternative learning is what we really like to call it, and uh, so that's what formed Help Heal Humanity, and now we have a 501c3 in the U.S. and a board and Serena already had it established in Spain. And uh, so, uh, yeah, so that's, that's one part of it.
0: Right here in Ontario and around yeah. the world. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so many stories. And I know you have more stories <laughs> and we haven't even touched on the Hamilton Bain Clinic or any of your uh, significant women contributor roles and awards out there. But. <laughs> are we need to go to a break in it and we've needed to go for a break for a bit but it's been so hard to want to stop these beautiful stories so listeners please come back right after this break to hear more of patricia's stories heartfelt authentic warmth that are they must be inspiration for her transcendental, incredible art award-winning there too. And we're going to hear more about her vein clinic and some of her most powerful women in Canada award and Hall of Fame award and and Lifetime Achievement award. And we're already getting a glimmer of why she's winning those awards. So please stay tuned right after the break to join Patricia Geigek and Unstoppable Tracy on TDC, on Roku, on your TV, on Kojiko. Positive Thoughts, we'll be right back.
1: All about inclusion and really giving everyone a fair say.
0: Welcome to the Today Show. This is our flagship show. I am Unstoppable Tracy. I am Zach Damon. It is a pleasure to be here. I am excited. What is up? We have a great show today.
1: Jay Stoyan here for the Disability Channel, the world's only inclusive channel for and by persons with disabilities.
0: Get ready to be inspired, everyone. We have people watching from all over the world, but also all over Ontario. We also take a concerted attention in the veterans community in moments of stress and trauma
1: we can get a hold of ourselves to help make a difference for people with disabilities to show people how to love themselves or their disability i appreciate it i appreciate you guys having me giving this platform for myself and other people with disabilities
0: thank you so much folks for joining us for this episode of the disability channel of detroit please tune in next time the Today Show and Unstoppable You. I'm Unstoppable Tracy. My guest today is Patricia Geigek. She has been regaling us with international stories of help heal humanity and and its journey before the break and she's also an extraordinary global award-winning Canadian artist, uh, the first woman to win the award of several of these awards. And she's also CFO in Hamilton Vein Clinic. For those of you tuning in more locally, welcome back Patricia. (laughs) Hi
1: Tracy, thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Patricia, so many stories before the break and I'm hoping you have one or two more, which I know you do. (laughs) Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the Vein Clinic that's going on and how you're CFO there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, So so Hamilton Vein 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 Clinic is uh, is, uh, located at the Limeridge Medical Center in Hamilton. And uh, um, we do just regular vein therapy as well as uh, injections and EVLT, which is intravenous laser therapy and venous seal. And uh, yes, so we welcome all people there. And
0: um, it's been quite a a journey. (laughs) I bet it has what's been sort of the shift with COVID uh, for you and for all the worlds that you're impacting and maybe at the vein clinic? Yeah
1: well of course you know following the standards of you know what the Royal College and the Ministry of Health have provided for us you know we did shut down uh, for quite a period of time and then as we were able to uh, reactivate you know, we set up all the precautions and and put all the systems in place, and it's starting to come back, um, come back around. But you know, of course, people are very cautious, and we're happy they are. But we see it thriving again, and treatments are really needed for people. So, um, whatever we can do to bring them back in safely and and courageously, we are.
0: Yes. So, so if our listeners maybe they don't need. A uh, vein clinic because they're they're not aware of it, but that they have family and neighbors and communities. So, how do people f- spread the word? Who who would best leverage your vein clinic services? Right. So, actually, it is referral by your family doctors.
1: Okay. And uh, so, if you do want to have your veins assessed, then you would go and request a um, consult first and we would get a referral from your family doctor and then book an appointment and then make the decision on what the best um, treatments would be for you and, um, and then proceed, so
0: yeah. Do you, now you're a CFO, not one of the yeah. doctors. No, so I'm not a doctor. Ask, not a doctor. So I wanted yeah. to ask a question to say like, so how do you know if you need maybe vein intervention from with support from your doctor right so
1: we have general surgeon and we have the vascular surgeon and all of the consults are done they they do all of the tests the ultrasound and whatnot ahead of time to determine you know what really is required so it's a it's a very formal um process and um, yeah how did you end up being cfo um well ironically my husband happens to be <laughs> um, a general surgeon and oh. has been in practice, you know, uh, for quite a long time, over 40 years in the Hamilton community. And then, when he made the decision to retire from actually doing surgery, um, mostly cancer surgery, then he um, started the main clinic. And it's been, um, yeah, it's just sort of a good way to sort of segue out without actually retiring. <laughs>
0: Yes, well, yeah. so he's a difference maker too. Another influencer in yeah. the community. Do now? Do you only serve Hamilton or people in all no. of like Milton or yeah. Burlington or? Yeah, Oakville? so the referrals.
1: Yeah, the referrals come from all different areas. Quite a few from St. Catharines, from Brantford, Hamilton, Burlington. Um, it's it's that sort of GTA catch, and uh, um, yes, we welcome all patients. So that's what I thought. Yeah, but I have a very, um, I have such a, as I said, left side, right side, because I was a bank manager when I was 25 years old.
0: I know. An artist and a bank manager.
1: So that whole, um, you know, being aware and and being in the financial world has always been part of my life. And then when I left the bank, I started Kiralex Management Group and then um, Millenilex, MLX Property Management. So I've had my hands dabbled in that world for quite some time. So it was just a natural progression for me to be the support system, you know, for the clinic.
0: Yeah. And I know that you are WXN's top 100 most powerful women in Canada. I know you're a hall of famer in 2018. Yeah. I know you're a lifetime achievement award winner in 2020 with universal women's network. I know I believe you're also very much involved in the international association of top professionals and uh, uh, in in a large capacity there too. And I think a lot of that is because you are also, you know, you're this left brain finance person, right brain (laughs) artist, or the other way around right brain finance person, left brain (laughs) artist, out there and, and difference maker local as well as international. How do people kind of, Uh, reach out to you and and support you and support the things that what what would you like what do you want to ask our listeners well that's a fabulous
1: question thank you coming from you of course um you're so wonderful tracy but i i had the um i've had the privilege of exhibiting my work you know around the world uh first with bb international fine arts in switzerland and doing all the art fairs and and then locally when Gallery on the Bay was, they've now, they have now—they are now closing, but I was with Gallery on the Bay for a long, long time. Uh, the Denison Gallery in Toronto. And now the 13th Street Gallery, which is in St. Catharines and oh. it's located actually at the 13th Street Winery. So they've taken me under their umbrella. And along with um, that, I'm having an actual show on July 17th is the vernissage, the opening on the Saturday from two to five and then the work will be shown i think until about the middle of august it is a group show so there will be three of us three women um, i think the show's title is hear her roar or just hear waiting her for roar. yeah so we're just waiting for the invitations to come out right now and uh you know so supporting me that way coming out to see the work to you know the gallery if you're in or want to make it a destination you know for a weekend or an evening drive or something um And then I'm online. I have my website, patriciacarenguygich.com. And uh, I also...
0: Karen Patriciacarenguygich?
1: Yes. And then I have, uh, there's an organization in France that represents me, F-A-C-E-C, FACIS. And um, so I'm doing the Monaco Art Fair, another couple of art fairs in uh, France in the next couple of months. And I also was really lucky to be Artist of the Year for... Art Tour International Magazine 2020. So I was, my work was on the cover of the magazine and uh, a lot of interviews and and some good media. Uh, so I always think, you know, you just have to, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of Googling and that can just take you to a place and then you find something that you're interested in. Yes. So, yes. Yeah.
0: And if people want to donate to Heal to Humanity?
1: To help helphealhumanity.org and our website allows you to make uh, contributions there. We will be, uh, we've sponsored 50 to 75 children each year in the school in Sete Soleil. And so uh, that's something that we'll be doing again because we're coming to the year end for our our children there. So we'll be doing our setting up our sponsorship again. So that would be wonderful for people to go to www.helphilhumanity.org and then we're also um, making an attempt to work with a rotary project to put us um, a water treatment and and some washrooms in another area, which is also located in a very 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 poor district um, in in outside of De Soleil.
0: And and all of that is on top of your COVID efforts locally that yeah. that we're you know at relevantly here and now, so uh, affecting the world, affecting locally. Patricia Geigich, I want to say thank you so much for joining us on the Disability Channel, TDC, and the Unstoppable Today show for our Halton viewers and benefiters of all of your services and future potential viewers and customers, maybe of your artwork (laughs) and for Heal for Humanity benefactors. And also, for being the unstoppable woman that you are making a difference with your art, with your programs, with your volunteer work, and you and your husband with the vein clinic. How extraordinary. Thank you for joining us, Patricia Geigig. And thank you from unstoppable Tracy. And thank you from the disability channel. Bye for now, folks. Tune in next week. Bye.